I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Joy. Yes. So I went to lunch with my coworker. And you know the first thing she says to me when we sit down? What? Why didn't you tell me you have a podcast? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. Holiday episode. Yes, welcome to our special holiday edition. If you are new to the show, Welcome. It has yeah. been a very exciting and eventful year. It is crazy. That yes. The year is over. Yes. Um, so we launched this this website in January, published the first podcast episode in March. Um, Courtney joined the team in August. Ow. And we've been cranking these things out ever since. It's just been an amazing ride. And so this episode is going to be chock full of some of our favorite most memorable moments yeah. and um just it's just our way of thanking you guys for listening and kind of riding with us definitely so we're gonna share some memorable moments from throughout the year and also kind of share our wishes for next year yes should be fun it'll be fun yeah all right so it's time to clock in which is mm-hmm. the part of the show that we do every week where we kind of check in we'll with each other out. to see how we're we'll doing see what's going on in terms of work and our personal lives so um, I have a question for you oh, God. today. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, and this is when I launched our vlogs in January. This was kind of the first post that I put out there on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had like 10 followers. But the question was, what was your proudest moment this year? So I want to ask you the same thing because it's kind of mm. where we started. What was your proudest I, moment? That's hard because like. Legit, I do not remember this year. <laughs> I just don't. Like, so much has happened. It's too much. So ask me again next episode. I'm definitely going to take some time okay. um, to reflect over okay. this holiday break. And I think everyone should because I've done some, like, i just done crazy amount of work. Yeah. And I just really want to think about, like, appreciate what I've accomplished yeah. and kind of plot. On what's next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a couple of ideas what's your for you. Don't, right. Say school, <laughs> yeah. doing this, working yeah. full time. I mean, you were doing it, girl. Yeah, so. it's a lot. But you know yeah. what? I, we're in a really good space, mm-hmm. and I, that's one thing I'm appreciating because I am 28, mm-hmm. which age is me not too. a thing for me. Yeah, at all. Like yeah. my cousins asked me over Thanksgiving, like, "How old are you?" Because I'm the baby cousin. Yeah. Oh. And okay. they're like, "How old are you now?" And I, I had to get a calculator because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't you do stop matter. tracking it after right. like 25. Unless the guy had the bodega ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was like thinking, because, you know, some people, like, when I was in high school, like, this mm-hmm. seemed old. Yeah. But I'm really excited because a lot of the people I look up to, whether it's Ava DuVernay or Lin yeah. Manuel yeah. or freaking Beyonce, like, <laughs> 
they really hit their stride when they were like in their mid 30s. Oh. So I'm all about prepping for I'm excited. I'm excited for I'm 30. laying the groundwork. So I'm really I'm going to get it. Together. Yeah. How are you prepping for 2016? What are, does you have any like plans or wishes? Yeah, you know, I don't think I am. I'm definitely not one of those people that's like January 1st lays out the resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started mentally preparing for everything that oh, I'd like cool. to do next year. So next year to me is really about like hitting full stride oh, with things. You know, we've talked about getting really excited. We've got a good flow going here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you guys heard it first, but I, I we've talked about maybe doing an event um, yeah, live and in person, cool. which is like terrifying to me. <laughs> like, being in front of That's people. That's good, you though. Know. You're putting it out in the universe. We're yeah. going to all hold you accountable. That's, you know... Like, you saying that, that's honestly the theme of 2015. I just, like, said a bunch of stuff, and I said <laughs> it on the internet, and, yeah. like, we're too old to, like, not be following through with things yeah. at this point. So, like, I said it in front of people who, like, are probably going to clock me. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, and that's really what this year was about. Like, I just put things out there, and I was just like, you know what? I'm too old to, like, not follow yeah. through with this. Yeah. If I have to be accountable for anything, I would say one a couple of things I want to do in 2016. I want to take an acting class. I will mm. probably drag you there. Oh, fun. So I'm with it. I'm with it. I need to work out more. And I also want to do more, like, story slams. Mm. I did one. You invited me to do one. Yes. Um, for Madison Collective, it was so good. Yeah, so if I you love guys that. know of any, like send them my way. I'm gonna link. I'm gonna link your story slam so okay, people do can it. hear. It was really good. So family, I can I share? Can I share? <laughs> um, the fascination with black hair has just really gotten out of control. <laughs> <laughs> right, girl. It's, it's a burden at this time. <laughs> And it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Like a whole thing. Yeah. Like if you hit that front door like with a cute blowout or buying the right. fresh box braids, huh. and it's like David Blaine came to work. Like it's just like witchcraft. How did it happen? Why is it short? Can I touch it? What does it taste like? What's going on? It's too much. 2016 is going to be about like. The baby kind of growing up and getting toddler legs and, and hitting the stride. So I'm excited. Yeah. But 2016 is not here just yet. No. So let's, let's take a journey through time. Okay. 2015. Let's do it. All right. So we selected. We're going to play a few clips. Mm-hmm. Our favorite clips from our past. How many episodes are we on now? It's technically been like 15, 16 at this point. That's crazy. Um, it's 10 like full episodes, but we have the mini-sodes now, yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. So. Okay. So, Joy, you go first. What's okay. your, the first clip that you're sharing? Yeah. So, you know, I got to say, I got to start at the beginning. So, oh. the first one has to be episode one of the podcast that we published in March. Um, at the time, I was hosting on my own. I and so proud. I know. And we spoke with Gina and Wei, who are the co-founders of a clothing line here in New York City called Avantour. 
Um, and what I really loved about this episode, one is that like I started something. Um, Adrian, our producer, who's over back in in the in his little control room, um, you know, I'd reached out to him and I was like, I'm thinking about this thing, and then I didn't really follow up. I'd reached out to him the previous year, mm-hmm. and I didn't really follow up. So he emails me and he's like, Hey, so like, what's going on with this project? <laughs> Holds her accountable. Exactly, yeah. and so like it kind of just happened Mm -hmm. that way like I didn't mean for it to happen and it kind of just happened and I was like okay this is real we have real guests Um, but what I really loved about that particular episode was just like I was interviewing them with no prior experience they had started a clothing line with no prior Mm -hmm. fashion experience so listening back to it the theme of that that episode was really about just getting started, just jumping into your dreams and your visions. So if you're listening to this, you know, I really encourage you, we've talked about this in the past, like go for it, go for whatever it is that's in your mind because 16 episodes later, here we are. So the clip that I'm gonna play is um, one I really love where Wei and Gina talk about their drive and determination for making their partnership successful, which makes me think about you and I. Um, and also the traits they look for, they were looking for in each other as business partners. Cool. Let's roll the clip. I think that we were immediately drawn to one another just because, I don't know, if you see you know, a crate of uh, red apples, you can immediately tell when there's a green one. <laughs> so like we both sort of stood out. Yeah. We were both green. <laughs> <laughs> we were so green. Um, so I think that... Um, you know, we had this shared interest of fashion. Uh, I think Gina was probably interested in fashion um, long before I was, because she was interested in fashion as a, a child. And mm. for me, I was um, that interest sort of grew over time. So at my last agency, I started to work with different designers, um, helping them advertise and helping them with their social strategy. Um, so designers like Rachel Roy and Yossi Samra. Um, so I started to work with them, and I realized that I had a strong passion for it. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to learn how to sew. Hmm. Um, so I started taking um, sewing classes at FIT just to learn on the side. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it. Um, but uh, there was one night when Gina and I, we went to um, an exhibit at, um, I think it was the Brooklyn yeah. Museum. Yeah. Um, and Gina was just like, why don't we start something together? Wow. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And, and Gina had asked me you know, twice before that. I was like, I don't know. We're, we're, we're such good friends. I, I'm not sure I want to do that. Um, it, I don't want to ru- ruin our relationship. Right. But then at that time, whenever she asked, I was like, you know, this, it feels right. Um, and I was ready to start something. She was ready to start something. And because we had that shared interest, we just decided to jump in and we didn't care that we didn't know everything about fashion we didn't care that we weren't pattern makers or or what you know whatever else goes along with that we we just knew that we could do it we knew that we would figure out a way to make it work all right well my first clip to share is episode six uh, we talked to Devin and Williams mm-hmm. uh, she's a software engineer life coach and former NBA wizard girl Mm -hmm. and we talked to her about cultivating your personal brand I love what she had to say about making yourself stand out in a room and also being prepared (laughs) to show your receipts a la Whitney Houston Uh, you and I were talking about like as you move up to mid-level and senior positions yeah really you're expected to put yourself out there more and Miss Williams had some great advice for handling those challenges that come along with that yeah she did 
when I speak to people, when I talk to people, then I'm putting my best representative forward. Mm -hmm. But what happens is that people do dismiss you. And in the workplace, I, I used to not share with people. I still don't that I was a dancer, uh, you know, a professional dancer, because there are stigmas or stereotypes that come with that, or people assume that you're less competent uh, or that you're here for some reason other than your ability. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I really don't go out of my way to share those things all the time. Um, but what I've come across just as a woman in general and a woman of color in general is that people will treat you as though you're not even in the room. <laughs> so you have to be bold enough um, to really to really take the chance and, and to take the, the steps to make yourself visible in a room. Yeah. And, and you have to do it in a way that is respectable, but that also makes people raise one eyebrow. And the only way that you can do that is if you're always prepared. Mm. And that's what I've learned is that I'm not the smartest person. Uh, I'm no genius, but I work very hard. And so when it's my time to show up and it's my time to be present, I'm always ready. Mm. And, and that's something that I've had to really, uh, you know, hold close to, to myself and push myself with that. You don't have the opportunity to come in and not be prepared. What does that um, look like, Devin? What does preparation look like in the workplace? Let me tell you, preparation. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you an example, something that happened recently. So, <clears throat> Essentially, I just would like to recommend to anyone in any field that you go above and beyond to keep your own records. Mm. Because what people will try to do is not only take credit for things that you've done, but also throw you under the bus, mm. <laughs> you know, if there's something, if, if there's a negative light on them, yeah. they're going to try to pull you into it. Like, oh, well, you know, she didn't do this or, you know, well, that, that part of it didn't get done because of her. Mm. Oh, Talk no, about no, it. no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. So, you know, in that situation, I was able to go back into my own records that I keep meticulously um, and say, oh, no, on this date, this is the work that I did. Mm. And on these dates, I was not here or this work was assigned to someone else. Right. And I was able to prove that. Uh, and really not even in a manner where I needed to, because, you know, the person in 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 um, in authority at the at the time already knew that it it wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah. I know you, I know your work. I know what you do. I already know that doesn't make sense. But just because I needed people to understand that there will, there will never be a time where you think that you can come against me right. um, with nonsense and right. that I won't be prepared. Right. And, and that was a message I needed to send across the board. And it was sent very well. All right. So I'm going I'm to keep it chronological here. Um, <laughs> and the next episode that I really, really loved was episode two, which featured another one of my best friends, Aaron Styles, mutual friend of ours yes. from Maryland. <laughs> um, and I really loved this episode because obviously she was a friend of mine. So mm -hmm. the chemistry, again, was really, yes, really great. Well. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah and, I you know, I episode. heard that from a lot of people. Um, and I think like after recording that again it was just like me and her for like an hour-long interview but after recording that um, and getting the feedback from everyone I was like you know what this is like 
the tone the show should be, just mm-hmm. like with friends and conversational. And I I love that because that sparked and kind of like ignited this thing in me that mm-hmm. kind of led to us talking and this happening now. So I really love it. And thank you, Erin, um, for joining us. But she also happens to be a corporate communications public relations professional. Yeah. She's had experience at NBC and entertainment television, working on some really cool shows and projects. So in that episode, in that episode, she shared a lot of really tangible, like tactical feedback for young professionals interested in that field about internships, about the interview process. Um, and so in this clip, she's talking about her process for selecting her internships in college and some considerations to keep in mind when you're doing that. Because even in college, social media isn't what it is today, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, I started college in 2006, and Facebook was a big thing, but LinkedIn might have been around at the time, but people weren't using it, and I think that's what a lot of people would use now to see yeah. people's career trajectories yep. plainly and easily. Um, a lot of it was seeing my friends and people that I did the SNL standby line with, getting internships, um, and also the opportunities that I got from my um, counselor at NYU. So, you know, the job postings that they had there. Yeah. NYU really pushes doing internships. You're right here yep. in the city. It's I think it's something you should 100% take advantage of if you go to a school in a major city. Yeah. Especially one that caters to what you want to do for a living. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big school. Um, so just following those and being proactive about seeking opportunities and letting people know what I'm interested in. How did those internships play a role in getting the PAGE program? Oh, they were the reason why I got into the page program. Yeah, I interned at NBC twice. So mm-hmm. like I said, in the media communications department and then later at the Today Show and the recommendation letters that I got from my supervisors um, at those positions were the reason why I got the position. That's awesome. Yeah. Moving on down the line, episode seven, we met with Philadelphia-based probation and parole officer, Yana Brown. Mm -hmm. Now, Yana might be the most adorable (laughs) PO ever. (laughs) And I love what she had to say about setting the tone for establishing a relationship of respect Mm -hmm. with her clients. Yeah. And especially as a woman, like, you're always told that you need to be more aggressive in the workplace. Yeah. And... I love this little fun fact. You know those big shoulder pads in the 80s? Mm-hmm. The reason that was a fashion statement is because women were just entering the workplace, so they wanted to have like that stature of a mm. man. And they look ridiculous. <laughs> and similarly, <laughs> you ha- I see a lot of like women trying yeah. to have this like very yeah. testosterone-y. Yeah. Tes- I don't know if that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> but you know what I'm I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Like this kind of just putting off this this facade that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there. And right. I just love what she had to say about making who you are your best asset. Mm. So Yana spoke to the need of regardless of what makes you different, embracing that. Nice. 
So as a woman, as a beautiful black woman, <laughs> hailing from Jamaica, um, yes. how has that played a factor in how you're perceived by clients and just, you know, working towards getting that respect? Absolutely. Like I said, the moment I meet you for the first time, I have to set the tone because mm. if I don't set the tone, it's going to take a little while for mm. them, for me to get that respect. Yeah. Because like I said, when they first walk in, you know, I'm pretty short, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> tiny. So they're looking at me like, I'm twice your age or right or they're sizing me up like what are you doing and I have to sit them down like listen (laughs) I've been doing this for a long time now and you know once the conversation gets going like I said by the end of the meeting I have that respect would you advise professionals in various industries right right. because that's something we all kind of deal with and come across whether it's being a woman or being of a certain race or background or height or age or whatever the case is um, we all deal with some unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, would you recommend that as an approach to if you're feeling that or experiencing that, sitting down and establishing Well, rules? I think that's going to happen whether you like it or not, honestly. You're always either going to be uh, too small, too big, too pretty, not pretty enough. Mm-hmm. But in the kind of, you know, the kind of job I'm in, you know, I don't know what the average probation officer is supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. but however, I may not look like the average Mm -hmm. probation officer. But like I said, I am female Mm -hmm. and I am young. So yes, I have to fight for that respect. Whereas, you know, a male who is seven foot tall doesn't have to fight for. Mm -hmm. But then again, when you walk in and you see that seven foot male, the guard that was up in front of me is now up to here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation <laughs> when they walk in. Yeah. You know, no matter who you are, you just have to set the tone. And for me, I'm trying to set a comfortable, a comfortable, comfortable yeah. you know, yeah. tone. Like, I don't want you to be afraid of me. Yeah. Because, I'm, like I said, I'm not here to work against you. Right. So, yes, I definitely have to fight for that respect more than others in my job. Okay. So... I kind of cheated with this one. As usual. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, it's not a clip, but it is definitely one of my favorite moments of the year. Okay. Um, so this is an update from Alex or okay. AG the Giant on Twitter, who I don't know if you guys remember in a previous episode wrote in about informational interviews mm-hmm. um, and whether or not you're ever too senior in your career to, oh, yeah, to um, request them. And so I really, really like this because this update represents to me kind of like the whole reason why we do this or why I do it and, you know, why it makes it worthwhile on top of like all of our other obligations. It's just hearing from you guys and like hearing about your achievements. So this is the update. It reads, I'm emailing to share with both of you that I got a job Aww. and I sincerely feel like part of this triumph is due from the help I got from job logs a few months back regarding cover letters. I just recently moved from L.A. to Chicago with nothing lined up, but something was telling me it was the right move to make, so I did it. Mm. I was on the job hunt when I realized I needed help with my cover letter. It's my least favorite part of the job application process, so I know that means it's also my weak point. I searched cover letters on the job blog site, and I found a blog post about how to combine your interests and make your transferable skills stand out. This resource led me to the 43 Questions ebook, which led me to just feeling overall confident in my job search. And long story short, I got a job I really wanted and Yay, felt confident yeah. in the whole process. 
It was really comforting to hear you two ladies in my earbuds during my transition period. It is always inspiring and motivating to me because when I hear you two going through the podcast segments, it makes the possibilities for myself feel that much closer. Like, yes, this is the stuff I can do, and this is the level I can get to professionally. So shout outs to y'all. You got my rave review, and if I could, you would totally be hired. Aww. Have a good week. <laughs> I am weeping. I love that oh so much. So thank you, Alex. Uh, thank you for always being so engaging, yes. so supportive of what we're doing. Yes. Thank all of you guys for the feedback. I know. Like, we went to events, and, we're, like, people come up, and we're like, I listen to the show. I love yeah. the show. I'm like, what? I'm like, stop lying. Why are you lying? Like, this isn't it's, real. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's so crazy. appreciated. So thank you. Um, What's yours? Next up, my next moment, um, it's you. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm sampling some advice you provided in episode eight. Aww. If you guys haven't figured out by now, I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> like, I just, my brain does the most, um, especially in social settings when mm-hmm. I don't have a microphone in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this reason, I hate networking. I just mm-hmm. hate it. I also hate that it just often feels like very superficial yeah. and just just a lot of BS that comes yeah. with it. So in episode eight, um, Joy dropped some knowledge that I found really helpful. And here you are talking (laughs) about how to erase the formality out of networking. You introduced me to Sakita, um, who you guys know on the Internet as like Miss Success. And I've been introduced to a number of different like Internet entrepreneurs. Um, Sakita's in PR specifically. She has her own PR firm. Um, But I like to just say like hey, what's your number? Or can I get Mm -hmm. you on Google Chat so we can just talk more informally? And I'm completely comfortable, as I've done, shooting a text like, hey, Sakita, did you see this? Or what do you think of this PR thing? I think that because I'm making it like, once I reach out, like, now we got to hang out. Now we got to do all this stuff. And it's right. sometimes it's just like saying hey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like, oh, I saw this thing that was really interesting. Okay. Um, and because I'm on social media too, like I'll at somebody on mm-hmm. social, you know, I'll point, I'll send something to their inbox okay. or DM them when something's relevant. Um, I added Snapchat, you know, you guys know it's my new favorite thing. So I added a couple of other podcasters on there and they accept messages. So if they snap something that's interesting, I'm like, oh, hey, I've been there. Or, mm-hmm. oh, hey, girl, that hair is really cute. Sometimes, you know, people don't like that because they're like, I don't, who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I found a lot of people to be really receptive okay. and responsive. Um So, yeah, so that's another strategy, I guess, kind of taking away some of the formality and being conversational and just connecting on things we all relate to, family, Mm -hmm. children, events, you know, industry topics versus like, you know, let's talk about your job and how did you get there and are there any openings at your company or whatever the case is because then people get guarded, Yeah. Okay, cool. You know what it is, though, because, like, I'm a – Raised only child, mm-hmm. introvert, mm-hmm. cancer, thinks a lot. <laughs> so you think a lot, <laughs> so like, you think a lot girl, about the interactions. Yeah, hey. it's okay. tough. It's tough. Yeah. It could be tough. And also you got to find your preferred method of mm-hmm. communication. So when I feel like when you're trying to cater to other styles too much, that becomes yeah. more stressful, especially for introverts. So like, what do you like to do? Is it the texting? Is it okay. in person? Is it a phone call? So okay. yeah, keep me posted. Oh, Go <laughs> Um, so this next one, I also, hate when you do this, like, giggle grin thing. 
don't like she it. knows she knows how to read me well this one's you so um, yeah i know right um no but this one was you so this one is episode four which is the first episode that you came on this is going to be my last memorable moment and okay. obviously it's my biggest one because to me like this was such a huge turning point mm-hmm. in everything like not just the show and the way things sound and obviously like the segments and content we're able to create for you guys, but like also my mentality and my like idea of the possibilities of what we could create mm-hmm. together. And so I'm not going to get sentimental, <laughs> but um, there were so many gems in that episode from our interview with Morgan DeBon, who is the CEO of Blavity. Yeah, awesome. But I want to talk like a little bit about the backstory because that episode like leading up to you joining for the first time we had several meetings we met Mm -hmm. with a producer we had you know like excel documents and charts and we thought about the segments and you brainstormed we had laptops out laptops (laughs) you came up with you know hired and fired and you really pushed you pushed me and pushed back on me like Mm -hmm. you're like well what if we just think a little bit harder about this and how does this tie in um so this was really the first episode that like I don't know, it was just awesome to create something like that together. And you really pushed me even with the guest choice. I mean, I would never have reached out to Morgan on my own, but you put her on our guest wish list and it actually happened. (laughs) So thank you for that. Thank you for always pushing me. Thank you for helping me to implement processes. And, um, you know, uh, this clip, I'm just gonna go ahead and play it, but it's a clip where, oh, I gotta talk about that. So I picked <laughs> I picked this clip, which is your hired and fired that episode. Oh my god, I don't remember. Because this. I what was I mortified. <laughs> so you I'm gonna play it in a sec, but I remember being mortified and this really represented like me kind of relinquishing control about how like stushy and proper and like ah, this formal. Is <laughs> That's my best friend. Yes. 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 And like when I went home and heard it and the, the way people reacted to it, I was like, you know what? Breathe. Like things don't Listen. always have to be like your way or your ideas. Because and you... you all are professional, but yes. you're a little rat. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is one of my favorite clips. Hired is, I'm so excited for you here, <laughs> Tokyo Vanity. I don't know if you, do you know who this is? No. Okay. Are you familiar with the the meme, that's my best friend? Go that's best, my friend. best friend, that's my, my best friend. friend. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is that? Tokyo Vanity. Okay. Oh goodness, so she I'm is scared. from the underbellies of the internet where the children play <laughs> and I don't go. So like Vine or Instagram or something okay. like that. <laughs> and so she had that. That was just a video she made on Instagram and okay. it just turned into this huge meme. Like just Google that's my best friend and you'll see it. Like it's reached peak meme. Like yes. the Kardashians are doing it. Like it's saturated the market. Okay. All right. So then Mama came Wait, out. but can we pause okay. at the fact that Kardashians are peak or... I, that's culture saturation. Oh, okay. Like right. you, I mean, don't knock the hustle. All right, that is, all right. That's that's okay. saturation Fire. right there. All right. So this is my thing about memes. Like they catch on, and then the person who started it is usually like left behind. Like maybe you get some, you know, new followers. That's true. But like that's all you're gonna get out of this. That's true. Miss Tokyo came <laughs> out, and she was like, you know what? Here's a link to iTunes because I've made this into a full song. Really? Yes. Tokyo's getting paid. She's getting 
pay for a meme for a meme now why would i pay for something that i can get for free because it's like three minutes and 40 seconds like the meme is 10 seconds okay the song is extended okay it's everything she has a music video oh i love you have to see this yes like she's in a tutu running through norms all right this has just been a very emotional hour (laughs) it's not even an hour but still um i want to wrap it up Mm -hmm. with um this is a clip from episode nine kind of we're getting into the modern age of job blogs (laughs) and we invited visual artist jt list to the studio that was really special for me very full circle moment Mm -hmm. this guy who i interviewed as my first print Article like coming back for this new phase of life and just seeing how his growth like parallel to my growth yeah. it was all just very yeah. you know that Land circle yeah so he offers some great advice on being disciplined in your work and not letting inspiration pass you by and I've kind of tried to put that into practice mm-hmm. I get up an hour early now you guys oh, nice. which I never thought <laughs> I would be able to do and that's just my little way of showing the universe mm. that I'm making cultivating my creativity a priority and mm. kind of to send more ideas my way so here's JT I try and make it a point to and it's I'm very much bait you know I base a lot of my stuff off the energy what I'm feeling mm. you know because the energy I have when I'm creating something visually is completely different than when I'm writing something. Mm. And I have to be aware of that. So at two or three o'clock in the morning, I might be getting ready to go to bed and then all of a sudden I feel this. And there was yeah. like, there was this TED talk I saw that made total sense. It was this woman who was, uh, she was talking about a woman who was this poet back in like the early 1900s and she would be like farming in her field and she would feel this like energy kind of coming. Mm. And she knew it was her poem that she was supposed to be writing. So she would run home and get that pen to the paper mm-hmm. because if that didn't happen, if she didn't harness that, mm-hmm. yeah. that energy would go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, that's mine. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to like just be open to what you're feeling mm-hmm. and try and make it a point to, even if you don't, if it's not something that you're ready to post up or, mm-hmm. It's not your favorite work. Just mm-hmm. to continue to practice and keep creating, you know. Yeah. It's hard, you know. It's yeah. hard to, to stay disciplined, especially yeah. when you're, you know, working at home and yeah. or working at a different space. It's yeah. It's a practice for sure. Definitely. All right, so those were our that was cool. fondest moments yeah. with so many honorable mentions. I mean, mm-hmm. we every single guest, yeah, every thank you to all you guys episode. Yes, we really appreciate you. It's been such a ride, such an amazing ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, shout outs to everyone that we've met, every follower on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. We see y'all. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We love you. So thank you. Oh, so you guys, we're taking a little break, like a little winter break. Um, as you should to rest as well. up. Yeah, my office is closed, and so are we. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that this little trip down memory lane inspires you to kind of check out the archive. Mm-hmm. We'll be back January 4th. Mm-hmm. And every Monday. Yes. Next year. Um, so forward. enjoy your family. Yeah, be Take safe. time off. If you're away from family, get some friends. Get some virtual family. (laughs) (laughs) Connect with us. Connect with us. I'm I'm away from my family um, this holiday season Mm -hmm. as well. They are in Europe. So, you know, we'll be around. We'll be around. As always, you can find us at joblogs.com. 
at Joblogs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and sign up for our weekly newsletter at joblogs.com slash weekly. Awesome gift for your inbox, if mm-hmm. I say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at Cleave Out Loud, C-L-E-V-E, on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And I am Hamus Parker, M-I-S-S-P-A-R-K-E-R-R, sharing lots of... Uh, Inspiration and like <laughs> random dance breaks, lately. dance breaks, you know, <laughs> which I live for office fiascos, journeys, adventures, whatever you want to call them. Um, but I'm on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter as well. A special thanks as we wrap up this year mm-hmm. to all of our amazing past guests. This is crazy. I'm getting Gina, emotional. Way, Aaron, Yushi, Morgan. Jenna Devignana, JT Rachel, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us, taking a chance with us this year Definitely. and creating amazing content. Of course, we cannot um, wrap this up without thanking our amazing producer, yes. audio engineer, motivator, biker, <laughs> cyclist, <laughs> all around yes. great guy, Adrian Wagner. Yes, the little voice in our headphones yes. gathering us every episode yes 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 um and i have to thank you courtney for being an amazing co-host uh awesome friend um and always motivating me and pushing me to be be greater and do better well thank you you. joy for just inviting me to participate in this and really grinding it out like they're just kind of a boss and it's very inspiring thank you and last but not least thank you for listening so we'll see you guys in the new year See you soon. Happy New Year. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.